It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. It's gonna happen. Less than a week from now, tapes will go up on British Speedway's top two leagues. Boris has said we can do it. We're definitely doing it. And in this week's episode, we've got a lot of people to bring you, including Thomas Jorgensen and Craig Cook. So yeah, it's just a little bit more relaxed to me, and I think it's helping me just, you know, ease back into things and, um, yeah, like I said, not as much pressure on my shoulders. Our special guest in this week's episode is seven-time British champion Scott Nichols. I think it's fair to say that the Speedway world is just excited to have some, some racing back. More importantly, some crowds back as well, just for everybody, just to get that buzz of racing again. And we'll shine a light on the National Development League. We'll hear from Nathan Greaves and Ryan Kinsley. Yeah, it's good to be back to where it all started for me. It's when I first started Speedway. This was the main club and uh, started off in the Young Star. So to be back in the top league now at my home club is everything I could ask for my Speedway career to go. And if you haven't done it yet, make sure that you like or subscribe to the podcast on whichever app you use so that you don't miss a new episode as soon as they arrive. You'll get them a lot faster that way. And you can listen to us on smart speakers as well, whether it's the Amazon one or the Google one. Just ask to listen to the official British Speedway podcast and you should be in business. Right, let's get cracking. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan, and it's great to be back with you as we head towards actual league racing in British Speedway. Boris Johnson confirming the government's roadmap is going ahead. That means May 17th, we're going racing. The tapes will go up and fans will be in watching as well as we head towards those first couple of meetings in the Premiership, which will be the Bellevue Aces versus the Sheffield Tigers and Kingsland Stars versus the Ipswich Witches. We're looking ahead to those meetings and our special guest in this episode is seven-time British champion Scott Nichols he's going to be talking to us about how his last year has been not getting on a bike particularly he parked his bikes up and got himself a trade so we'll uh, see what he's been up to and how he's looking forward to getting back on a bike on two fronts of course he's going to have a very busy couple of weeks uh, once things do start because he's going to be racing for the Kent Kings in the championship and for the Peterborough Panthers in the premiership more from Scott Nichols to come we'll also talk about the national 
National Development League 2 because the Armadale Devils got revenge against the Berwick Bullets last week. We'll hear from Nathan Greaves. First, though, on to business and that opening round of fixtures on May the 17th and a couple of local derbies to look forward to. First of all, we've got Bellevue versus Sheffield. And in East Anglia, we've got that old farm derby between Kingsland Stars and the Ipswich Witches at the Adrian Flux Arena. Nigel Pearson has headed over to East Anglia, caught up with a couple of stars. We'll hear from Thomas Jorgensen soon. But first of all, here's Craig Cook, who's also doubling up with Glasgow Tigers this season. And he says it's all about the enjoyment factor yeah just uh you know i think the last few years you know i've been worrying about pleasing everybody else and um aiming to you know to 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 be as best i can possibly be so um just took a little bit step back and stopped worrying about uh, you know getting back to the gps or or riding for gb or anything like that so you know just focusing on my league race and focusing on myself and um yeah um Obviously, the leagues probably aren't as intense this year, a little bit less meetings. and So, yeah, it's just a little bit more relaxed for me, and I think it's helping me just, you know, ease back into things. And, um, yeah, like I said, not as much pressure on my shoulders, and just it's going to help me just be more relaxed and enjoy my speed. Absolutely. Now, you're with Kings Lynn. Let's talk about Kings Lynn first in the Premiership. Um, and you're going to be part of a team there that looks pretty settled. They know the club, they've been there before, and you all, go, you, you all seem to get on pretty well. So, you know, team spirit is there from the start. Yeah, a good bunch of lads, you know. I think um, we're all a bunch of happy-go-lucky lads. So, you know, um, you know, obviously, Bridget come back into the team and, you know, he's, uh, we all know how capable Lewis is. And, um, yeah, just a, a bunch of lads that I rode with uh, last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, they're all a great bunch of guys. Um, just here to shake the cobwebs off today and uh, you know spin a few laps and see how we get on. But like I say, um, there's no pressure on us this year. We've, um, you know, we're going to run the track a little bit different um, to it has been previous years. Um, we had that test match at the end of 2019 here and we produced some great racing. So hopefully we're we, we going to run it a little bit like that. Um, and, you know, we're going to aim to get some racing on because obviously that's what the fans come to see. And Glasgow Tigers as well in the championship look a pretty strong side again. You've got New American, Brock Nickel coming into the side as well. Exciting times at Ashfield. It is. It is very exciting times. It was up there the other day. They've uh, made adjustments to the track again. They've and you know they're always working hard up there. You know the, the hours that they put in is, is phenomenal and um, you know the attitude towards speedway is you know far superior to you know any any other, other speedway club. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to ride for them and um, I think, you know, if, if it wasn't for them, I don't think you know, I'd be riding Speedway today. So, you know, kind of saved my uh, my bacon in 2018 when we went there and, you know, I enjoyed enjoyed riding there so much in 2019. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, it really, um, it's the highlight, the highlight of my week going up there, to be honest. You know, I just love riding the track. You know, it's always fantastic condition and, you know, the, the racing that it provides, you know, it's fantastic and, you know, it's uh, not always about winning races. You know, it's you know, it's about enjoying racing and racing hard and racing fair and, and being able to, you know, use the whole track and cut back and, and, and go around the fence and, and use all sorts of different lines. And you know, that's what Speedway is about. And when it's like that, that's when the, the enjoyment factor is that it's 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 most. It's great to see you back, Craig, and can we wish you a very successful and enjoyable year. Cheers, thank you. Looking forward to seeing the new look, Craig Cook, when he gets back on the bike, 17th of May, Kings Lynn versus Ipswich. Of course, much has been made of this fixture, mainly from the Ipswich camp, mainly from 
um, Chris Louie when he appeared on this podcast. It began and there's been various words being fired across uh, East Anglia about this fixture. There's a lot of expectation. Here's some of what Chris said. It's going to be emotional once we get going and uh, it'd be great to be involved on that first day, albeit away at the arch enemies, Kings Lynn. But it'd be nice to start with a with a nice sneaky little away win there. It was subtle, but it certainly got Dale Allett's uh, chin wagging. And uh, Richie Hawkins has stuck his oar in uh, over the course of this week as well. Thomas Jorgensen, though, for the Kingsland Stars, says he's not concentrating on the noise. Yeah, I'm always just focused on basically just getting laps in. And I never really look at who I'm racing against. or um, I just keep my head down and uh, obviously, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a nice one with uh, the local derby, I guess. And um, and uh, yeah, it's, we're all excited about getting the season started and finally we've got Speedo back to the UK, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You've already done some meetings though. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, well, the first meeting was very rusty and um, well, that's no excuse. It's the same for everybody and all sort of kangarooing a bit. In, this in, is in Denmark. Uh, yeah, it's in Denmark. Yeah, I, three weeks ago I did my first meeting and uh, did my second meeting two weeks ago and um, uh, I managed the first one, I scored seven points, um, had to fight very hard for them points and the next one I, I was so determined, I went for the practice before that meeting and, and uh, just, you know, focused on my starts and that and I went out, uh, did the meeting and scored 16 points so uh, that was much better, um, it definitely paid off so yeah, I feel really good after uh, having a good meeting like that and, um, and obviously just getting bike time, that's crucial at the moment. So. Never any doubt about you coming back to Kings Lynn? Was, was that never on the agenda? Not at all, really, obviously. I've, uh, it's it's like a family club, I've always said, and I, I love being here. I, uh, it's probably, uh, well, it is the best racetrack in the country, I think, um, especially when it's five foot deep. <laughs> so, uh, Along with Scunthorpe. We've got to say the right thing course, here, yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Scunthorpe yeah, fans I, will be I listening. Have, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's obviously where I started my career, and uh, and I had a lot of uh, nice messages from the, from all the people I know up there, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody up there, and um, it's going to be, let's have a, an awesome year, so that's it. Yeah. And after the year everybody's had, well, 18 months really now, you, you've been doing what you've described as a normal job, yep. and I've asked this of a lot of other riders that have gone and got work elsewhere, did it give you any thoughts of retirement, packing Speedway in, or was it the other way where it just makes you even more keen to get out there? Oh, definitely the other way. It makes you more keen and obviously you do sometimes forget how lucky you are racing a bike for a living and a lot of kids, they look up to you and want to be in the same boots as you and uh, and uh, obviously getting up four o'clock in the morning and, and having to work some, some days 12 hours is very different to, to turning up and racing your bike, but um, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm just lucky to 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 be racing a bike for a living, and um, and obviously, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Will you continue to work as well as race speedway, or are you going to be too busy with the speedway? Oh, I'll I'll just focus on speedway in my season because I have I have got Sweden, Denmark, and two leagues in the UK, and and especially with all the corona going on, it's uh, it's very difficult with all tra- travel restrictions, and um, we have to make sure we get uh, booked. You know, we need to book the right corona test in the right time, the right day. So I want to nearly have your blood every time you fly in and out. And is it all manageable? Are you okay with it all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so far it's been all right. I've um, I've had had a bit of issue. I was refused boarding the on Thursday evening uh, because last minute Amsterdam. I had to get a transfer flight in Amsterdam. They, they uh, changed the rules with coronavirus. I had two tests: one PSR, one antigen, and. Uh, 
Amsterdam, they, uh, or Holland, they uh, said, oh, you need a, a different uh, PCR test. And I thought, well, a PCR test is a PCR test. And I already paid 120 quid for that one. So I had to get another one the next day for 170 quid, an urgent one to get on the plane the next night. It's just been, but that's, you know, I've, I keep looking on the Gov website to get information and look on, look on updates to, to, to the specific countries you, you have to fly into and that. So it's just, you just have to be on a ball and, uh, but you are getting used to it. Obviously it's new for everybody and uh, this is something we just have to put in our backpack and yeah. This is the new world for the time oh, being at least, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's the same for everybody. So we, we just have to get used to it uh, quick and uh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, yeah, just get excited to race my bike, really, that's, that's it. Well, I know where to come if I need travel advice, if I'm going to oh, get definitely. to Spain later in the year, yeah, rather yeah. than Blackpool. That's it, yeah. Well, I've heard that uh, Portugal is not open, not open on, uh, as a green list, so we can go for, for get Come on then, let's get it booked. Yeah, let's do that. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, no worries. Cheers. Thank you. And like Selma and Louise, off they went on their holiday to Portugal. <laughs> or maybe not. Thomas Jorgensen there speaking with Nigel Pearson. Thomas is going to be lining up for the Kingsland Stars on that very first day in that clash against the Ipswich Winches in the Premiership. And uh, then he's going to be involved in uh, a fixture that all eyes are going to be on in the Championship, really, because uh, Scunthorpe Scorpions will open their account against the Plymouth Gladiators. And that's the team, of course, that features Bjarne Pedersen and Jason Crump, a three-time world champion, heading to Scunthorpe in the championship on the 21st of May. Good luck to all of those involved. Right now, let's turn our attention to the other fixture happening in the Premiership on the very first day, and that's at the National Speedway Stadium as the Bellevue Aces take on the Sheffield Tigers. We talked quite a lot about the Sheffield Tigers last week. Let's turn our attention to the Bellevue Aces. They are one of the teams who have one of the big question marks about international travel over some key parts of their lineup. In Bellevue's case, Dan Bewley and Brady Kurtz, who are both involved in the Extra Liga in Poland. How is it going to be getting in and out of the country? Is that possible? Well, a few weeks ago, we didn't really have any answers, but the director of Speedway at Bellevue, Mark Lemon, has a little update, and he's fairly confident. You know, we've, we've been treading water for a long time, it seems. Like I said, we've been doing a lot of a lot of, you know, swimming like ducks, you know, the, the feet are going flat out underneath the water and it looks like we're going nowhere. But uh, it finally feels like we, we're getting close to it. You know, we're, we're so close to the season now, it's it's hard to believe it's actually going to happen on May the 17th. So, you know, we're all ready for that. Uh, and as you talked about, you know, there's there's still challenges, you know, that, you know, this, this you know, COVID-19 is, is still going to be throwing up challenges through the years uh, c- coming forward. But I, I, we can only deal with, you know, the, the controllables that we have and the uncontrollables, we're just going to have to like look at them as we, we you know, stumble across them. But, you know, talking about international travel, uh, funny enough, I've been quite, uh, spent a lot of time on the phone to, to Brady Kurtz today going through the, the processes, what, what that those boys need to, to do um, to get through the, the quarantine exemptions and the letters that they need to receive and, and the like. And obviously what is the protocols through, you know, booking flights and the COVID PCR tests, lateral flows. So it's it's very doable, um, but once again, it's just a bit more of a challenge and a, a bit of a, a process to go through. So um, I don't really see too many major dramas. Um, we we don't know the, the schedules, the flight schedules, sort of starting to to you know, ease up a little bit and get back on on, on route. Um, so that means that we hopefully you know we should get you know the riders 
in and out of the country. It's going to be a little bit tricky. Like they're going to have to do some extra miles to get to you know, near, nearby airports to, to make you know, some uh, connection flights. But it's looking promising and um, you know, hopefully, all fingers crossed, you know, we'll see the boys on track at, um, here in the British Speedway. But um, like I said the rest of the guys, you know, are primarily based in the UK and uh, they can't wait to get going. You know, we had uh, we had a practice session the other week and um, you know, the energy kind of, you know, wish you could bottle that. They were so super keen to get back on their bikes. It's like they were you know, young juniors again. Uh, just going out racing for the first time. It was really nice to see. There's Mark Lemon. He was speaking on an update which was on the Bellevue Speedway Facebook page. There's much more of that chat available if you check out uh, the Aces on Facebook. Meanwhile, is uh, opposite number team manager at Sheffield, Simon Stead. Just can't wait to get back in action in front of some fans. Well, that's what we're all after, isn't it? Like I think it's been said, you know, sport without fans just doesn't feel right. And um, it's not been a great great year or so for any of us and I think we're all desperate to to start watching live sport again properly on the terraces supporting your your club whoever that might be um, and as a Sheffield fan um, I'm part of you know the management structure at Sheffield I really can't wait and there's much more of that chat with Simon Stead in last week's episode. If you go back to that, there's a good uh, five or six minutes with Simon Stead. So those are the fixtures on the first day then. Bellevue Aces versus the Sheffield Tigers. And in East Anglia at the Adrian Flux Arena, it's Kingsland Stars versus the Ipswich Witches. The other fixture on the opening day is at Wolverhampton. As we mentioned earlier, it's the Thank You NHS Trophy, which is uh, going to be contested amongst much of the Wolves team. But we'll keep you up to Today. With that, we'll have all the reaction of those opening fixtures on No Breaks, No Fear next Tuesday. Don't miss that as we go through the season. Reaction after the Monday night fixtures and then looking ahead to the upcoming fixtures through the week. It's going to be a big summer here on No Breaks, No Fear, the official podcast of British Speedway. On the way then, we're going to speak to our star guest on this episode, a British Speedway modern day legend, seven times British champion, ex-GP rider and uh, well he knows his way around a fancy shirt on the TV as well Scott Nichols joins us and we're going to chat to him next here on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast. And don't forget, for all the build-up for your team from all the leagues, a special bumper edition of the Speedway Star is out this Thursday. Don't miss it to get all the info as we head towards the start of the season. Right now to our special guest in this episode, a man who has become British champion no less than seven times. Many years in the Speedway Grand Prix as well, and this year he lines up in both the Championship and the Premiership. He's going to be racing for the Peterborough Panthers, a very, shall we say, experienced team in the Premiership. We'll talk more about them very soon. And he's also the captain of the Kent Kings this season as well, which is a, a new team, a team that should have made their debut last year. But obviously, what with everything, uh, they uh, had that delayed until this year. And I'm very pleased to welcome to No Breaks, No Fear, Scott Nichols. Uh, hi, Scott. Um, tell us about your last year then, because I know the last time you and I spoke, it was almost exactly a year ago. And there was then the prospect of maybe racing getting started at some point during the year, maybe June or July. And obviously that that never happened. Um, how did your 2020 turn out and, and what have you been doing in, in the course of lockdown to keep yourself busy? It was tough. It was a, it was a year of frustration, I think. Um 
obviously not just myself uh, and not just speedway riders it just it was the world over um you know always an optimist i was i was genuinely optimistic that the season would start um obviously i remember all the uncertainty about whether or not to bother going to press that peterborough because it was then it was around that time where it really got quite serious and it was like, well, you know, let's go to Peterborough and and um, do the press day and one through another, and 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 that was it. <laughs> I think I did a practice. I think I did a practice a couple of days later at Kings Lynn, um, and then a bit as I'd gone to that practice at Kings Lynn, I'd pretty much heard then that the season well, definitely wasn't going to start at, at that point anyway, um, and so yeah, then it was. Uh, yeah, it was just a, a really, really kind of surreal time in the sense that there was just so much uncertainty. We didn't know if the season was starting. Um, obviously, you know, like everybody, it was then, well, you know, what happens to the income? You know, I'm not earning any money. Um, you know, fortunately, you know, the government kicked in with the furloughs and things like that, which was, which was a massive help. But it just but it went on for a long time. It was, you know, we'll start, like you said, in your opener, we'll start in June, we'll start in July. And it, and it just kind of never really got to that point. Um, sadly, <clears throat> excuse me. So then, you know, there were, we did see last year that there were a couple of kind of open meetings kick around here and there, but it got to a point where um, I can't afford to miss many seasons at the, the age and stage I am in my career. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what? um mentally i'm just i'm switched off from it um and i'd kind of accepted that 2020 wasn't going to happen racing and and that was it the bikes were all done ready to go but they just got parked up in the workshop and and that was it so um i went and got a full-time job or just you know uh fortunately spoke to some just people i'd met at the gym really um and just started getting work and and that was it and that was that was sort of pretty much how 2020 rolled out what sort of work did you pick up then? What, what what's your um, your other life away from Speedway that uh, that you've had to find? Yeah, it was um, was a guy I knew at the gym was a, a kind of a, a a general builder kind of construction extensions and everything else. And I just said, mate, if you need a hand with anything, um, you know, I'll get stuck in. I'm not exactly a skilled tradesman, but I'll give anything a go. So um, yeah, so I went with it. I was literally just there to to be a labourer and just to help clear the site and stuff like that. And then. Um, you know, they kind of saw I had a good work ethic and got stuck in. And so one of the older guys who was there was like, oh, do you reckon you can have a go at this? So I was like, yeah, give it a go. So I started building some walls and some, you know, doing some patios and stuff. And then uh, their work kind of was a bit hit and miss. And then another guy um, who I go cycling with, he's a roofer. So I went and did some stuff with him. And and then a plumber came along. It's kind of a group of them all kind of worked together. Um and he'd said, oh, look, if you ever need any extra work. And I said, mate, well, I'm always looking for other bits. And so then uh, I took him on and uh, he took me on, sorry, should I say. And, yeah, that was, God, a fair few months back now. Um, yeah. So I've been plumbing full time since then. But then he does other bits. We've been doing bathroom refits. I've been tiling and, yeah, all sorts. I do a, a ATV safety course as well. Um, that's through one of my sponsors where my workshop is. So I do those every now and again. So on social media, you'll see these things. And people are going, why are you on a quad course? Surely you know how to ride a bike. And I'm like, no, I'm teaching the course. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, just, do you know what? It's, um, it, it's, I take the positives out of it. It's uh, something that always never was really sure what I was going to do when I hung up the boots. And, um, 
you know, so I guess I've got a few little things I can filter into. Still love to do more in the media world as well. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird time, but, um, I, I take the positives from it and, and, um, just move forward and yeah right now just look forward to getting on the bike and one thing that i think probably fans don't appreciate as well is when you're making that decision of maybe to to take up the invite of go to some of these open meetings or the, the one-offs or, or what have you that it does actually cost you as as a rider quite a lot to to get everything ready and, and actually turn up for that meeting and you know the cost of tires fuel and all that kind of stuff and that's just the start of it isn't it I mean, there was, of course, there was a financial element involved. I, I looked at it and was like, okay, I can do one meeting, maybe you can earn X amount, but you've got to be realistic. You go, okay, that's best case scenario. What's realistic? What's worst case? And and uh, it is, you know, it's, yeah, you've got all those costs, but you've got, you know, the general wear and tear on the bike. Um, things wear up. There's a cost element involved. Um, and all the other bits and pieces. I just, but also, I mean, the one... The meeting obviously springs to mind was was the British final. Um, you know, there was an invite. I was invited to that, and and I did think about it long and hard. Um, and originally it was at Ipswich, and I was like, well, hello, I've got a bloody better chance there than I have of you. <laughs> yeah, of um, course, yeah, yeah. So I really thought about it, but then at the same time, I just thought, do you know what? Um, it, I, I don't want to go into a meeting like that, rusty, and without having at least been on the bike you know, two or three times. So those, like I said, those two or three practices will cost money. Um, and then also it was in a British final. I mean, you go, it's not a meeting you go into just going, oh, well, you know, I'll go and have some fun, enjoy myself and ride around. It's like you go there, the fun part is winning. So um, you want to go, well, and I just thought, oh, do you know what? There's going to be a lot of rusty riders there, but it's not just an everyday meeting. It's a meeting with a high prestige. And I just thought I'm not, I'm not taking them for one meeting. I'm not taking the risk of ending up in hospital. Um, and it's the biggest thing was mentally. I just had, had switched off, not in a negative way, but just in a realistic way. It was just like, well, this, I just made that decision that I wouldn't be racing my bikes this season and I'd focus on other things, which is what I did. So I focused on working full time, um, focus on just dealing with all the other bits and pieces that I had going on in my life at the time. And, and that was it. Just, um, kept smiling kept my head up and and cracked on taking a look at this season then and uh, with kent of course finally coming to the tapes as a team in the championship they were due to do that last year you were going to line up for them last year and obviously we've just talked about what happened there we all know what happened there um but whilst kent is uh, is a new team in in the league the sittingbourne track is uh, is not a new track it's um it's had um, national league racing and has been a a big uh, training track for for many people as well so you know it's 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 uh, a new team, but not a new surface. Uh, well, it's totally new for me because I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, right, okay, take uh, that back. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a, do you know what? That's what, it's, everything's just been delayed. Like you said, it's just been delayed a year. That was what is exciting for me last year was, um, you know, whatever, whatever bracket people want to put on me, whether they want to say a veteran experienced or old, I'll, I don't care. I'll take either one of them. Um but I've been around a long time, and I've ridden every track. And 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 you look for, for me personally. I, I want to have new challenges. I want to have new things to conquer. And and I was like, wow, this is great. It's um, a track I've never ridden. I've never seen it. So it's a new challenge for me. It's exciting that each week I'm going to turn up at a track that I'll have ridden once, and then twice, and three times, and so on and so on. So 
Um, that was exciting for me, but I think it's you know it's an exciting move for the sport to to have the team you know come from the the development league so to speak to come into now the championship. It's with a very well known promoter in Len Silver, who's the oldest in the country, been around forever, um, knows the sport inside out, and a, and a guy that I've got an awful lot of respect for. And even though we've both been in the sport a long time, him considerably longer than me, I've, I've never raced under him before. So again, it's something else that excited me and um and with that respect it's you know we we had a practice the other day and uh as a team and it was fun and i was like oh you know what this this will be a fun season i'm I'm looking forward to it we've got a team of riders that will get on um you know there's a mixture of youth and and experience in there with myself and paul hurry being in there um that'll be fun paul's a guy i've gone back a long time with from the grass track scene and he's a good friend so that would be that would be cool and nice for him to come back. I know he'll be feeling the pressure of that, and there'll be an expectation. But if he can, you know, use the experience and just enjoy himself, um, Len's optimistic. Len, you know, he, he's kind of happy with the riders, and it just has a good feel about it and a good atmosphere there. So um, that's uh, something that excites me, and, and can't wait to to you know turn the wheel and um, win some meetings for them. There's a few surprises in and among the team announcements this year, but I think Paul Hurry making a comeback is uh, is certainly ranking up there. But um, as you mentioned there, he's he's going to bring a lot of experience to the pits. Mate, you you and the, a lot of other people weren't surprised when Paul Hurry's name was mentioned when, when they spoke to me about it. I was like, really? Um, <laughs> and, you know, and I did speak to Paul and because he's had, you know, he's had some really, really nasty injuries. He's been out of the sport for a long time. Um, and I was surprised for him to come back in, and obviously it's something he gave a lot of thought. And but you know what? It's we can all sit back and say what we think somebody should or shouldn't do, but it's it's clearly in his blood, and it's a passion of his, and something. You know, in fairness, um, he probably feels like he's got unfinished business. You know, um, is he going to be at his best? Realistically, you no. Know, he's not going to be the rider he was 20 years ago, but none of us are. Um, but I think his career was kind of hampered by injuries and I feel like he didn't get to achieve probably what he should have done. And maybe I'm not saying he's going to achieve what he should have done now, but I think it's for him it's a way of kind of um, it being his call, if that makes sense, that he can mm-hmm. come back and he can have a year in it and, and can have some fun, you know. And I know we'll have a, a, we'll have a good laugh together and have fun like the whole team will, but it doesn't mean that we don't have a, a winner's mentality and we want to do well. I mean, I think it's a find the right balance and that, that's what I think within the team, I think will be one of our strengths is that we'll have the balance of, you know, having a bit of fun and enjoying ourselves, but at the same time, knowing when to knuckle down and, and, and you know, that's when a team can bounce off each other. That's where it's not just one person. Some some teams can be one very, very strong individual who really sets the precedent and sets the, the mood throughout the team. And, and that's quite exceptional. Um, other teams work in different ways. I see Kent being a team that we can kind of all bounce off each other. And, and trust me, you know, the older guys, we can still learn stuff from the new guys. It's um, We're always learning in life. So I think that's one of the things that we can when used to our advantage, definitely. It does seem to be a nice mix of, of youth and experience as yourself. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Paul Hurry, but also Paul Stark and Cameron Heaps, who, uh, whilst they're still young enough, they've still got plenty of, of experience as well. And then uh, people like Tom Bacon, Ben Morley, um, surely they're going to learn from the likes of yourself and uh, and the more experienced operators in the team. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, they've, they've all been around a little while now. And I think, you know, um, Dan Jilks, he's, he's, you know, he's very professional, he's very serious about it. And, um, 
you know, he, he'll be kind of like a, well, I'd hope he is like a little sponge, you know, although he's a big <laughs> lad, but I mean, in terms of soaking up all the little bits he can from everybody else, um, you know, I, I kind of, I already know all the guys I've ridden with them before. Um, and that's because I kind of know how they all tick, you know, I know how Tom works, you know, he's a nice lad, he's a grand lad, he's got his little system, how he works, you know, Ben Morley as well. Um, I've ridden with Cam Heaps before, I've shared a workshop with him, um, you know, I used to train with him and stuff as well. Um, I've been really impressed with how he's come, come on in the last couple of years. Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a talented little rider, um, and I think he's one of those ones as well that I, I like to think I kind of can get him to tick and, and get him to sort of up his game a little bit because I kind of understand how he works a little bit. So with all those things, I think I think we've definitely got the right balance. Are we going to win the league? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's, it's fair to say there's teams out there that are stronger on paper, but it's um, we've seen in many sports that the teams that look strong on paper don't always gel on, on the field, the pitch or the track, whichever sport it is. So um, who knows? You know what? Whatever happens... I think it's fair to say that the Speedway world are just excited to have some, some racing back, more importantly, some crowds back as well. And just for everybody, just to get that buzz of racing again, where it's fans, promoters, managers or riders, I think everybody just wants to, to feel that, that racing buzz again. The championship is the bigger league with the amount of teams that are going to be uh, taking part in it and some well-known names through the championship league as well. Not least, I guess the eye goes to Plymouth when you look at the team lineups with Jason Crump and Bjarne Pedersen. But which fixtures are you particularly looking forward to through the course of this season? Well, yeah, I mean, and well, there's another one. I mean, Plymouth is a track I've never seen. So, um, you know, it's going to be another little cool venture. Sadly, when I roll up there, it's going to be you know a former three-time world champion and another Grand Prix rider and Bjarni Pedersen. So you've um, ridden against them before, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't. I've beaten them, and they've beaten me. It's um, but it's oh man, you know that that's a scoop for Plymouth and and for British Speedway in general to see those two guys back. Um, you know, older guys, but still huge experience and and ultra professional too. So, um, it is. I'm looking forward to to. I'm really looking forward to going up against Crumpy again. It's been a long time, and you know I have a lot of respect for Jason. Um, but like I said, he's a guy that hasn't I haven't seen for a long time. So certainly looking forward to those ones. I look for I look forward to them all for different reasons. It'll be you know it'll be fun and mixed emotions and, and interesting to go back to Leicester as well because it was the, you know the team that I lifted the title with, and so I've got really good memories there, and it's a track I enjoy. Um, so that that every track will have its own unique little feature for me, but that's the same for every rider. Every rider has their their reasons to look forward to every track in the country. So, um, like I said, I think it's just at the moment it's almost just the reality going. Oh, hello! It's probably a bit squeaky bum time now. We're a week away. Reality is there. It's actually happening because I think there's been so much uncertainty in the world as to to what's happening. You know, this will open, that won't open. That. I think, you know, everybody's just now starting to go, okay, yeah, it's, it's happening, right? Yeah. Let's, um, let's start getting those little cogs in the brain sort of clicked over into the right place. And the fixture's coming thick and fast for you once you get going. You start on Tuesday and it's a home meeting against Leicester in the Championship. So what a way to start from what you were just saying. It is. What an opener. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I believe they've been sort of touted as, you know, league favourites in the Championship. Um, yeah, and it's, it's exciting. I mean, for me, that's that'll be my first, that'll be the first time to the tapes for me since probably 
what, late September time, I guess, um, 2019. And so that's going to be a track that I won't have done a lap on and I'll be going off gate three or four. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's one of those ones going, oh, really? It would have been quite nice to have had a little bit of a warm-up somewhere. Um, but you know what? It's, um, it's got to be done at some point, and it's not going to be the first track of, you know, there's always the first time you go to every track. So, um, But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a tough one. There's no question of that. Um, like you said, the defending champions and Tad's favourites again, it will be tough. Um, but you know what? It'll be exciting. It'll be fun too, whatever happens. We'll give it the best shot, but um, it's fair to say that no meeting is won on the first, no league is won on the first meeting of the season, is it? So um, whatever happens, whether we we win or lose, we'll we'll take the positives from it and um, just take that energy onto the next race. And and it's quite an opening week, really, because then Kent are away at Glasgow, another of the hugely fancied teams, and then you've got um, Eastbourne um, at home sort of the the, in, it, the back end Local of the first derby. week yeah so it's, it's 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 thick and fast that first week isn't it also it is it's great um yeah so it's, that's busy then obviously i'll have uh the peterborough meeting as well so i'm at sheffield the day before glasgow um then as part of the uh the the speed the gb team and with the atpi training academy that was um which war is involved with the, the no limits um so i'm in berwick for two days as well straight after glasgow so um yeah it's a full-on week full-on week for me yeah. um but you know it's uh do you know what it's like feast to famine really and famine to feast so i'm looking forward to it It'd just be be fun getting out of there i can't say i'm really looking forward to being stuck on the m25 for about 25 hours a week but uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> followed by the m1 <laughs> yeah exactly from one one national car park to another um but uh you know what it's part of the job and and uh, trust me don't yeah i'll be whinging about it at some point to somebody no doubt but um <laughs> we're only human aren't we soak it up while it's there i suppose exactly. after the year you've had um in the um practice session that you had the the kent team practice session we had our uh, our roving reporters there and um a little bit of a because you're the captain of of kent yeah. how well do you know some of your teammates uh, oh, let's, uh, i might trip myself up here and i well let's see let's see <laughs> first first up we, we caught up with tom bacon now he's going to give you a fact you've just got to tell us whether it's true or false um so here's tom bacon's fact former blue peter presenter richard bacon is my uncle and uh, he sometimes comes around to help me do my bikes. Right, so um, t- t- Tom Bacon's uncle is Richard Bacon, the former Blue Pre- Peter presenter, um, and he helps him do his bikes <laughs> some days. Is that true or is that false? Do you know what? It could be, do you know what? It's a bit out there. <laughs> Proper out there, but I'm going to go true. Okay, I think this would be a curveball, but anyway. That is false. Oh, it's false. Oh, come on. Oh. Oh, do you know what they actually sound quite alike? That's why I was thinking they got the same sort of voice. I, do you know what? I, I, I didn't. I, I couldn't call it. <laughs> I couldn't no. call it when I listened to it. I thought, I thought it could well be. So yeah, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Right. So we know Tom's a good liar then. Ah, well, there you go. You see, a little bit of uh, <laughs> a bit of an insight <laughs> for you there. Um, Chris Hunt is next. He's your uh, he's your boss, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Oh, assistant yep. boss. Uh, right. Here's his fact. I've always been an Arsenal fan, and uh, before becoming a speedo rider, I used to be on the books in the youth team. So, did Chris Hunt used to be in the youth team at Arsenal? Oh, my God. Well, see, now am I going to roll the dice and go, well, I've just got one wrong but false, and then am I going to go the opposite way? I'm going to... Oh, go with I'm your gut go feeling. False. 
False. All right. And that's false. Oh, it's Yay! false. Yay. Boom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, You've, right. So that's uh, what? 50-50 so far. Yeah, 50-50 so far. Here's the final one. This is Ben Morley. Despite being five foot six, I was the tallest kid in primary school. Right. Despite being five foot six, he was the tallest kid in primary school. Is that fact about Ben Morley true or false? Oh, he could, he could have been a good... That's... True. Actually, that was the truth. It's true. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I redeemed myself. I purely went on statistics and thought they can't all be false. As Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. But there, there you, you go. go. I'm happy with that. <laughs> and let's have a quick look at... Um, at the Peterborough team, um, because obviously you were involved in this and a lot of people have, have been speaking about this. And we mentioned Bjarne Pedersen, of course. Uh, you are going to be uh, alongside him um, when it comes to, uh, to to Peterborough. And uh, it is an experienced team, if, if, that's, the, if that's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we been touted as Dad's army? Well, this is it. I was going to add up the combined age of you all, but I, I, I didn't have the, the details. But, you know, look, there's, there's, there's something to be said for experience because, you know, it's not... It's not Dad's army, is it? I mean, you you are all, uh, you know, you, yourself and Chris Harris have got many British championships between you. Um, you know, Bjarne Pedersen, ex Grand Prix rider yourself, of course, ex Grand Prix rider. Um, Hans Anderson, ex Grand yeah. Prix rider. Michael Palmtoft and Ulrich Ostergaard, again, solid riders. It's if 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 it goes to plan, it's um it's going to be a tough team to beat. Oh, it certainly is. Um... You know that that's the thing with with speedway is that you know there's what you what you possibly lose in some respects in in that raw grit and edginess of a youngster you can make up for with the experience of of being that elder statesman that's been around and and those are limits a little bit but but you know what it's um we are older but then I've seen bomber pull off some moves that you kind of watching between a couple of fingers you're cringing hands has done the same um you know they're still fearless riders they still take those chances i think when you get older i think you just calculate that risk a little bit better um but it is i think <clears throat> excuse me i think that the experience we have will come into play in so many different areas and, and the fortunate thing with speedways yes it sure helps if you're in physically good shape and and one thing or another but it's not like it's it's not a sport where um, age and fitness are such a distinct advantage. You know, you see a lot of other motorsports in particular where riders or drivers even get to a certain age and, and it is purely their age that's going against them because of the fitness and everything else where Speedway with the races being short um, is a big mental game. I think you can swing that into your favour. Um, like I say, you have to be fit, but it's not, it's not a massive endurance sport, so it's not that you have to be majorly cardiovascular-wise fit. You just need to be race fit and confident that all the boys in the team will be that. So um, I think that will stand us in really, really good stead. I think we have a very solid team from top to bottom. I think young Jordan coming in at the bottom. Uh, I mean, you know, you couldn't have a teammate that have much more experience in it for, for him as a youngster to, to grab hold of and... and kind of um, soak up all those little bits of advice that he'll be no doubt getting along the course of the season. Yeah, and he is one of the exciting prospects for for British Speedway, isn't he? And um, as, as you say, that that experience really. I mean, we talk about Bjarne Pedersen and 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 Jason Crump in the in the Plymouth team, but 
I think you know the Peterborough team have, have got double, treble that experience for uh, for Jordan to, to to call on. It's going to be great for him. It is. It really will. Um, there was a, another youth practice at Kings Lynn that I was was part of, and I saw him riding there. And um, you know, a lot of the youngsters I haven't really seen an awful lot of them because most of them are in the other leagues. And you know, we, uh, me in particular. I love Speedway. It's a massive part of my life. It's a, it's my job, but I do also like to distance myself away from it when I'm not there. Um, that's that's just the way I am. That's just how how I work. Um, so I haven't really had the opportunity to see many of the youngsters. I'll see an awful lot more of them now because I'm more involved with the academy. But um, no, I was really impressed with with what I saw, and he seems like a lad that will listen and 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 take it on board. And he's you know, of what I've heard about him and what, what little I have seen. Um, he certainly has come on leaps and bounds. He's one of those riders that is definitely making big steps forward, which I think is another scoop for Peterborough. Um, and, you know, it is, there's the, there's the, the tips and the help and advice that we can actually hand to him, physically show him and tell him, et cetera, et cetera. But I think one of the biggest things as well is, uh, is just um, his visual knowledge that he picks up you know just watching what the riders do i you know i remember going back to when i was that age you can learn an awful lot just by you know having a little eye out keep an eye out on what riders do you know whether it be little things they do between the races either personally or with the bikes with their mechanics and it's just all those little bits and pieces you know you just you might pick up one little thing from one rider and one little thing from another rider and you put all them in your toolbox and that all helps to to help you grow and develop as a and improve as a rider. And who did you learn off the most? Do you think when when you were so sort of, say his age? Is it his age? Um, your... I used to. Well, I was involved. Uh, so I was with Jeremy Donkster, Chris Louie, and people like that. Um, Donkey was Jeremy Doncaster was, was pretty helpful. Um, I mean, I remember when in when Tony Rickardson was in the team. I mean, he was. He was nice, and he didn't really offer loads of advice. Not in a, not that he he wasn't approachable, but just you know he was in his own. But that was one of the things that you could just see that he was like this this character who was you know pretty full of life and you know really good with talking to people. But um, when it comes to the racing, he was in his place, and everything had to be just so. So it's you know I, I picked up bits from him in that respect. But the person that probably helped me the most um, was Billy Hamill when I rode with him in Sweden. He actually kind of physically helped me with some bits with the bikes and the setups and techniques and 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 speaking to me not not so much the mental game but it's just weird i remember a couple of little things that he said they were just really stuck in my head i was like bloody hell you know that was quite empowering and it wasn't anything sort of fancy or spectacular but it just kind of struck a chord with me um so there's, there's so many little bits and pieces that you can pick up and everybody that's the thing everybody works differently so some people are a visual person. Some people like to see something written down. Some people like to hear things. People pick things up in so many different ways. Um, and But I think regarding Jordan, I think that's the thing for him is that when he's there, he can just you know, never be afraid to ask, but also just, just watch what people are doing. And, and you can learn an awful lot just by paying attention to what's happening around you. And looking around the rest of the Premiership for this season, which of course gets underway on the 17th of May, and there's two fixtures that are kicking us off in the Premiership, and one is your your team, I suppose you'd say. You were part of that uh, that classic 98 Ipswich uh, side, and, and they're away at Kings Lynn on the very first day. What a what a way to start in East Anglia! Oh yeah, local derby, and 
I'm hearing on the, the social medias there's a little bit of um, kind of, uh, well, I would say friendly banter, but they're having a little bit of a pop at each other and creating a little bit of a scene, which is great. I mean, <laughs> it started on this podcast on the first episode. It was, uh, <laughs> it was your uh, fault then. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, well, no, no, it's it's Chris Lewis' fault. Uh, he he was the first guest with um, with Rob Godfrey on on the first episode, and it, it's it stems from that because Chris Lewis said it'll be nice to have a cheeky away win on the first day. And, oh. uh, and so the, the the blue touch paper was lit. <laughs> exactly. So is he going to be eating his words? That's a big question, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Dale, Dale Alex says he might be crying on his way home. He says, but I'll have a pint with him if he hasn't already gone home early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, um, Dale did tell me. So, uh, you know what? That's great. I mean, local derbies. I mean, I, I remember as a, you know, well, as a kid, but then also racing for the Witches as a youngster. You know, we used to have the, the double headers, Good Friday double header. And, uh, you know that was always a, a cool affair. God, it was I'd be racing Ipswich in the morning. I think it was that way around. Then heading up to Kings Lynn, and it was always a massive queue of traffic, and the fans would really get involved. I mean, it's it's kind of lost that nostalgia a little bit now, which is sad. Um, it was a huge affair, but um, no, there's definitely you know Ipswich Kings Lynn the rivalry that goes a long way back. So that would be that's a classic opener. That's the best way to open the season up with a local derby. And another, well, uh, fairly local derby um, on that same day as well, because it's going to be the uh, the big one on the telly, Bellevue versus Sheffield Tigers. And we've been waiting just, just in the same way as we've been waiting a year for Kent to uh, get to the tapes. Uh, Sheffield taking their place in the Premiership and, uh, and a team that you're going to be facing in that first week as well in their first home meeting at, uh, at Ollerton. Um, what do you make of their chances? Because they're being fancied as uh, serious contenders this year. They've, they've um, you know, put together a strong outfit. I think, um, you know, everybody, you know, it's, it's such a disappointment, obviously, what's happened. I think so many people were, were relishing the, the chance to see Nicky Pedersen back in the UK. Um, I know I certainly was. Um, you know, I was excited to race against him again because it's been a few years since I have. Um, so, you know, that's a shame. And I, and I think, obviously, when the news came that he wasn't coming back, I think, that that was then a, a big question mark as to would would Sheffield be as strong as they were, but um, you know, fair play to them. They, they've they've come up into the Premiership and they've come up with a vengeance, and they mean business. They've they've got a strong team. Um, they've got a team that can certainly do the job. Um, but that's that's going to be an exciting opener as well because you have got you know Sheffield Bellevue there. Um, both big tracks. That, you know, two, it's kind of the biggest tracks in the country. So. Um, they're going to be sort of fairly evenly matched, I would say. Yeah, it's um, an exciting start. And what what else is lined up for you over this coming season then? Because are you um, back on the telly again or are you involved with that? Yeah, so I'll be still covering the Grand Prix when they, they finally kick off um, later in the year for BT. So I'm excited to be doing that again. Um, looking forward to seeing who my new... Uh, co-host will be obviously as Natalie's gone on to the dark side most yeah, OTP now I know um, <laughs> she's gone on the tarmac so, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it she's gone from the dirt to the tarmac she's upgraded um, so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to that uh, the Grand Prix are fantastic I mean you know some exciting riders in there and I'll be doing little bits and pieces of Eurosport on the on the league as well when I can so that's that's really exciting I'm delighted to be part of that and yeah, I'm I'm going to be a busy boy. I'll still be racing. Um, I'm still going to do the the plumbing work when I can in between because the guy's keen to have me there, which is nice. Um, I'll still be doing the ATB safety courses and 
still be part of the the training schools. Um, so at some point I'll try and fit some gym time and a bit of me time in there and spend <laughs> with my daughter as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's full be on, isn't it? One. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, Scott. It's, it's been great hearing from you and um, all the best for the season ahead. Uh, enjoy it, uh, both on the track and off the track. Definitely. Well, just can't wait to get back out there racing and, and bump into the old faces and, uh, yeah, just looking forward to getting back to a little bit of normality. Good luck to Scott Nichols. Uh, as I mentioned in that piece, he's going to have a very busy first week. Next Tuesday, Kent are in action in their first home meeting against Leicester in the Championship. And then they make the trip to Glasgow in the Championship on the 21st. And in between time, he's racing in the Premiership for Peterborough in the first home meeting at Ollerton Stadium for Sheffield Tigers. So a very busy first week for Scott Nichols back on a bike after a whole year out. In fact, longer than that. So when you take into account he uh, last rode October 2019. We're going to turn our attention to the National Development League next. We've had a couple of meetings already in the National Development League, both involving the Berwick Bullets and the Armadale Devils, who uh, on aggregate are pretty much all square. But we're going to catch up with Nathan Greaves in just a few moments. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. This is No Breaks, No Fear. I'm Ian Brannan. And don't forget, for more build-up to the season ahead from your team, there is a full bumper issue of the Speedway Star on the way later this week, which has absolutely everything covered, everything you need to know, previews of all the riders and all the teams involved in the upcoming season. Get your Speedway Star this week for an in-depth preview of everything that British Speedway has in store. Don't miss it. Right now, we're going to turn our attention to the National Development League. Two teams have already been in action in that league. Behind closed doors, the Berwick Bullets and the Armadale Devils have had a meeting both home and away so far. The 1st of May, Berwick won 50-40. And uh, on Friday last week, the 7th of May, it was the Armadale Devils who took the spoils, winning 48-42. And Ryan Guest has been catching up with Armadale Devils captain Nathan Greaves. Well, Nathan, the, the Berwick Bullets may have left with a consolation point on Friday night, but it must have felt good for the Armadale Devils to get the home National Development League campaign up and running with a win. Yeah, I mean, I know it was only a narrow win, but like you say, we got off to a winning start, and I think that's good considering four of our riders have never rode in National League before or in any league. And even at Berwick, you know, the week before, we, we only lost by 10, and I think we grew into it. So, you know, there's only one way to go now and that's forward. So hopefully it'll be a good season. You mentioned the inexperience of some of your teammates there. Uh, that's something you certainly make up for as this is your eighth season, believe it or not. So is that a role you're perhaps looking forward to this year in terms of helping them along the way? Yeah, well, I was thinking actually after the first match, I don't realise how much experience I've got in comparison to a few of the other lads. I mean, I know I've only raced for a few years, but like I say, in comparison to them, like... I think we went out for track walk and a couple of them had already done it. Like they didn't even realise you do a team track walk. So, you know, it's it's good for me to be able to pass on the little bit of experience I have got. And as you know, I, I will help them as much as I can because I remember when I was in that position and I'd never rode before and I needed as much help as I could get. 
And one of those inexperienced teammates is George Rothery, but you wouldn't know it based on his opening performances. 26 paid 28 from his first two National League appearances, um, unbeaten by an opponent in seven of his last eight rides, uh, beating Leon Flint along the way as one of his highlights as well. And um, he's certainly going to be one people will be keeping their eye on going forward. Yeah, well, you could say that he won us the meeting on um, Friday and... Yeah, he couldn't have asked for a better shot start. I think he's even shocked himself, never mind other people. So, like I said a minute ago, if if we can just keep going one way and, and build on that, then who knows where he and all of us could be at the end of the season. Two double-figure scores for yourself as well. How would you sum up your own first two performances of the season? Good, I'm happy. I'm, I'm grateful to be able to get a few meetings under my belt before sort of everyone else. Um, and I scored a decent handful of points. So, like I say, it's something to build on and just keep going and I'm, I'm grateful to have these matches before the championship as well. Yeah, seeing as you've mentioned it there, you'll be riding alongside some big hitters like Sam Masters and Richie Worrell for Edinburgh in the second tier and these early National Development League meetings should prove useful in you getting dialled into the Armadale circuit. Yeah, um, I think uh, it was 2019. I didn't get my first match up until like well into May and everyone else had been riding. So this year it's, it's played out in my favour and it's perfect. I've had some experience riding the Edinburgh track before everyone else and we all know that Edinburgh's a bit of a trick track so I'm looking forward to this Friday to having another match and uh, getting started with the championship. Yeah, this Friday the the Devils take on the Newcastle Gems as you say but to round off Nathan, a, a lot of people expected some big things from yourself in your junior days and uh, you have had some success, you've had the experience of racing in the top flight previously and you have shown that you are more than capable. Um, I'm guessing with the way your last couple of seasons have gone though and then missing racing altogether due to the whole lockdown period, you must be targeting 2021 as a massive year more than most to, uh, to really get back to where you know you can be yeah well like you say i was in the premiership a few years ago and that's ultimately you know where i want to be or, or even further you know abroad and like you say i have been riding a few years now so you know i'm not 15 16 anymore but i don't want to be you know one of these riders that just sort of stays in the national league and bounces between that and the championship and i'm not taking any away for anything away from the riders that do that no disrespect to them but personally for me I want to I want to kick on and go forward and I have had a fair share of injuries and things not go right but I do hold my hands up as well and say that I've not been in the right frame of mind the last few years. I think this is the first year where I've really gone 100% all in because at the end of 2019 I don't know I don't know what happened in my head but I, I realised you know the penny sort of dropped that if I was going to do anything seriously in this sport then I've got to be 100% dedicated and, and that's what I am this year. So not only am I so keen because it's been such a long wait like everyone else is, I'm, I'm even more keen because it's sort of a fresh start for me in, in my head mentally. Well, Nathan, that really is great to hear. It's great to hear that determination and desire in your voice once again. And we really do wish you all the best for the rest of the season. No problem. Ryan Guest chatting to Nathan Greaves on No Breaks, No Fear. Another rider who's going to be doubling up this year, but interestingly going to be doubling up between the National Development League and the Premiership, is Ryan Kinsley. He's going to be involved in the Kent Royal side in the Development League. And in the Premiership, he's going to be racing in the Rising Star spot for the Kingsland stars he's been speaking to robin allen what a way to start with a local derby yeah i mean it's definitely going to be a big match and uh, definitely going to be a lot of fans here to watch us and support us so um, no definitely being excited meeting and just everyone just can't wait to get going now now for you what does it mean to be 
riding for the stars and, and making your premiership debut? Yeah, it's good to be back to where it all started for me. It's when I first started Speedway. This was the main club and uh, started off in the Young Stars. So to be back in the top league now at my home club is everything I could ask for my Speedway career to go. Now, not only are you with Lynn, but you're also going to be in the National League and you've got a new club with the Kent Royals. So how much are you looking forward to, to getting down to Kent and you've got a great team this year? Yeah, I mean, I've in the recent few meetings now I've done at Kent, I mean, I'd scored well and so um, there's definitely track alike. So I think it's going to be a huge bonus to have another team with Kings Lynn to get me more laps in, get me riding a lot more and definitely should help me progress even more. And is that the thing for you, particularly having a year off and only sort of doing the odd meeting in the last year that you want bike time? Yeah, the main thing is now just to keep riding and keep keep the wheels turning. The only way it's better is by doing more laps. So um, no, we'll push on this year and uh, hopefully the outcome will show. And is the main thing in the last couple of weeks is you can be as fit as you like off the bike, but it's all about being bike fit when you're out on track? Yeah, it's definitely sort of learn a few things and that I mean you, you use a lot of different muscles when you're riding the bike to what you would in everyday use so um, no it's going to be hard for the first few but no we'll crack down and sort it out Thank you, Tom. Cheers. That's Ryan Kinsley speaking with Robin Allen, and he will be lining up on that very first day, the 17th of May, Monday. Kingslin versus Ipswich, Bellevue versus Sheffield Tigers in the Premiership. We've got the Thank You NHS Trophy at Wolverhampton also on Monday. And then moving through next week, next Tuesday, it's Kent v Leicester, Plymouth versus Glasgow. The first chance to see Jason Crump and Bjarne Pedersen in action against a side widely fancied to do very well in the championship this year a very strong Glasgow side we heard from Craig Cook a little earlier on and then we've got Leicester versus Eastbourne in the National Development League and then uh, Ipswich versus Bellevue Sheffield versus Peterborough Edinburgh versus Birmingham Glasgow versus Kent Scunthorpe versus Plymouth and that's just to round off your very first week of action in the British Speedway top two leagues the Premiership the Championship and of course the National Development League as well. And don't forget to join us next Tuesday. We'll have all the reaction to that match which is going to be shown on TV, Eurosport 2, 7pm for Bellevue versus Sheffield. We'll have all the reaction from that match and we will also look back at what happened at Kings Lynn as well versus Ipswich and who's going to have the bragging rights. Will it be Dale Allett? Will it be Chris Louie? <laughs> what a way to start the season. It's all happening and we will keep you up to date right here on No breaks no fear as we head through the season and of course next week we'll be previewing the upcoming fixtures as well join us for that uh, in the meantime other things you can do don't forget to get hold of your copy of the speedway star for an in-depth look of everything that's in store We've got a special bumper edition previewing all the things that are going to be happening this season that's in the speedway star which is out this thursday definitely don't miss your copy this week of all weeks no Breaks No Fear is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, where you can find your next favourite sports podcast. From cricket to tennis, from football to darts and snooker, there's something for everyone. So do check that out. And more Speedway podcasts there as well, including Humans of Speedway. And there's a new one of those on the way later this week, looking at the Speedway Benevolent Fund. Do check that out if you get the chance. And we'll be back next Tuesday for another episode of No Breaks, No Fear, which is a Nigel Pearson Limited production for British Speedway. No Breaks, No Fear. 
the official British Speedway podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.